This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take BS, we bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser in for Nick Costos with Ken Barkley, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two, and we are now over on Stadium, so make sure you go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out there. We are still on twitch.tv slash BetQL. We're over on YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports and on the Odyssey app and BetQLNetwork.com. You can also watch us or listen to us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Broke down the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Now it's time to look at the NFC Championship game, Ken, which uh, had a lot more action, was a lot more exciting. Um, what, what were you on the game? Who did you bet on? Did you like Detroit or San Francisco going in? So I had uh, I had a small bet on the over, which we talked about on Sunday show, where I just I, this the Chiefs were like a really appealing bet for me. I really liked them in the game. We talked about it a lot over the week, and we would always get to the second game, and I'd be like, I had originally thought, oh, like Debo's not going to play, market's going to drift really far down. I'm going to get like a really good San Francisco price, like six or six and a half to bet the Niners in a shorthanded team. And Debo played, and then the market got like completely out of control and like went to seven, seven and a half, back to like kind of a full strength rating. So I didn't really have a strong opinion on that. I like the over a little bit. I thought the Lions would be able to score. That was like an opinion that we had on this. And I wasn't just sure if the Niners were going to score way more. <laughs> That's like the only other guy I didn't really know. But I, I kind of feel like the Lions could score in the game. Nick really felt like it. He had Lions money line. Like he was really like thought Dan Campbell in this decision making could lead him to a win. And he was kind of proven right. Because just Dan Campbell rolled the dice a bunch and they, they came up snake eyes a couple of times. Like it just didn't work out the way that you want the decisions to work out. But that's honestly like that's why you bet Lions money line, because you have a coach that's going to do something like that and going to give you a chance to win the game. So I, I wasn't heavy on the game. I, I, I was pretty heavy on San Francisco to win the NFC, uh, which we had talked about. Like, you know, I we were even talking off the air. You're like, you know, you do a lot of single game betting and, and other types of bets that you like. And I do more like season long stuff. And so I, I just try to spend a lot of time on like characteristics and traits of champions and like, what do they do and how do they look? And what am I looking for? More important, like, what am I looking for to make a bet? And we filled out a bracket before the playoffs started on the show. Nick and I both did. He had the Niners against the bills and I had the Niners against the chiefs. And he had the Bills winning, and I had the Niners winning. 
which will be interesting when we talk about the game because I have to figure out if I want to change my mind now, and I don't know if I do. <laughs> so, like, that'll be really interesting. But the reason why those two teams were really appealing and just to like kind of generalize the work that I do is they both presented as having the most of these things. They both, they both uh, checked every box. They both were great at a lot of different things. Their quarterbacks were really compelling and really good. Like there's all these different reasons why the coaches, you know, Shanahan and Andy Reid, like there are all kinds of reasons why like it made a lot of sense. So I'm sitting there and the Lions have an opportunity to obviously kick to go up 17. It's like one of the pivotal moments of the game and Josh Reynolds drops the pass. And it's like, like I'm sitting there at that moment and I'm just like, I, I might be smoked here. Like how, how am I smoked here? Like I, I have the Niners to win the NFC at really good prices. They're a billion point favorite. I might just lose and lose bad. I mean, the Niners were giving up so many chunk plays in the first half of the game. I mean, I, I was texting with Nick cause I knew he had the Lions I kind of wanted to encourage him as the first half is going on. I go like, and not that he needed me to tell him this, but I just go, you know, this isn't fluky. They're destroying them at the line of scrimmage in this. Like they are crushing them. Like the, I go, the lions might win going away. Like there's like, what's, what are we changing here? And all it took was momentum. And, you know, like it's, I, I think he should have gone for it. And a lot of people think he should have kicked. And it's become this really stupid argument today about analytics and decision-making, but like, you know what he did? He did what he always does. Like, why are we surprised? And so it just didn't work. And when it didn't work, it snowballed and it snowballed and it snowballed. And all of a sudden the Niners scored a billion points in the second half of the game. Looked like they were going to cover for a while and they end up winning the game 34, 31. So I was holding on for dear life to these Niners NFC bets. Maybe, maybe it was a bad bet and I should have considered Detroit a little bit more. So that was, that was this kind of my experience was like, I was really, I like, I thought Chiefs Niners was a really likely Super Bowl, And I'm like, the Lions are going to be the team that ruins this for me, or like not even ruins it, but just upsets things. This team, really? And uh, and I, I guess I should have given them more credit. What uh, what were you on? I I was on San Francisco minus seven. I didn't really love it. I was kind of like you with this game. There, I was going sure. back and forth on the spread between San Francisco and Detroit, which kind of turned out to be right. I mean, the Lions were the right side the entire game, and then you needed a backdoor cover at the end. So I went Niners small. My biggest bet in the game, Ken, was actually live during the game at halftime. I took San Francisco plus seven and a half. Oh, and I hello. did. I took, yeah. I took San Francisco plus seven and a half, so that was nice. I live for spots like that. When you have franchises like Detroit, teams in any sport that don't have success and they're trying to make a Super Bowl around that they've never been to before, and more often than not, more after like a lot of the time, those teams are just never going to make it easy on their fans. Like it's just the way it is. They're just not going to make it easy. And you knew San Francisco was going to make their run. And, you know, maybe they make their run and the Lions push back and they win that game by double digits. But even though that first half would tell you that you probably shouldn't bet San Francisco, I was just going for the fact that. It's the Lions, and they are going to make this thing nervous for their fans. Do you remember when the Browns played the Steelers in that playoff game and uh, Ben threw the ball like oh, 70 yeah. times? Lead. It started yeah. yeah, it started with Pouncey with that uh, fumble over Ben Snap. Huge lead with Cleveland. And you just knew that there wasn't going to be a, a lead big enough that the Browns had where their fans weren't going to be nervous, that Pittsburgh was going to make some kind of run. There are just certain games, certain spots. so. I knew I'd be on the Niners at halftime. I knew I'd love them in the second half. Now, I didn't think they'd win the game, but uh, 
those are just those are things I look for. Like when you have franchises like that that have never been to the Super Bowl, never been to a championship, aren't used to that situation. It's just, man, Ken, it's tough in sports, man. It's tough to get there. So uh, that's what I was on. As soon as the yeah. Lions were up 17 and a half, I'm like, I'm going to jump all over San Francisco in the second half. Well, first of all, good for you. And it, I, I I can tell by the way you're explaining that, like how confident you were that that was going to happen. Like it's it's cool to hear. I uh, It's funny because I do some of that, that same thought process when I do season long stuff about like French, not franchise history, because that's almost like, it's almost like what you're saying isn't like the, for example, like, uh, you know, if LeBron changed teams and went to a different team, it's not like that that franchise hadn't been somewhere before would matter, but it would matter if LeBron hadn't been there before. Like if he was in his first playoff series or he was in his first finals where he got swept, by the way. Um, so just like, it, it's more like the quarterback and the coach, like have they been in this spot or like the overall collectively, like the team, right? Have they been in this spot? Like I, that makes a lot of sense to me in terms of like closing the deal, right? And Jared Goff obviously been to a Super Bowl before, but Dan Campbell hadn't been, you know, as a coach anywhere near a game like this. Almost the entire team, they'd had that great graphic of like all the championship game appearances or Super Bowl appearances with the two teams and the players on the two teams. And it was like basically Goff and like, Alex Anzalone or whatever that <laughs> was like you know, all these other guys on the Niners. It's like, Oh, actually they've all been in like 940 championship games. And maybe that, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm honestly underrating that. Maybe that matters almost more than I think. Cause it's funny. We got, so we get to halftime of the game and uh, you know, the lions again, like decision-making at the end of the half, like, do you go for it? Do you kick the field goal? Like all this, like, it's all very interesting. Like Campbell usually, he made a terrible mistake, which I'll get to in a second. But like, for the most part, the fourth down stuff, and this is just like typical aggressive coaching, but we get to halftime of the game. And it's funny that we got to halftime and your first thought was like Niners, like, let's go, <laughs> like, let's, yeah. like, let's do it. And, and meanwhile, the presentation, like halftime and graphics going into the half was all about how they don't do that how the Niners never come back when they're 14 down in a game and they never come back. you know, what is it? Eight plus in the fourth quarter. They're like, Oh, and something like, it's just, it's this kind of Shanahan thing. Like he, this is a, a typical situation. He has not been very good in to be fair. Brock Purdy has not been in many of those situations. Like, cause he hasn't played very many games and Shanahan coached with other quarterbacks too. But like, it's funny that I feel like everyone was probably thinking the same thing. Like, man, they really might lose cause they never do it in this situation and you meanwhile you're like salivating at the idea of getting Kyle Shanahan down by a lot of points and like you were way right like I I know like if the Lions kick or they convert the fourth down especially the game's probably just over at that point like they, they score a touchdown there the game's over but they didn't and uh and you're I mean you're holding a big plus price anyway it was funny to me that you had like the complete opposite like we get to have like oh I can't, I can't wait to bet Kyle Shanahan trailing by a lot because I'm sitting there at halftime and I, my fingernails are gone at that point. I need the Niners to win the game and I'm just like I turn to my wife I go I don't have any way to get out of this and we might be toast in just this bet not like not like in life but just in this market like we might be really up against like I don't have a way to get out of this like they're up by too much they they just killed them in the first half. It's interesting that you ended up settling on that. Yeah, it's funny, too, because, you know, I really wasn't following the live lines in the games. Like, I was looking at it at certain points when Detroit – Yeah, when Detroit <laughs> – get the hell out When of Detroit was up, like – When they were up 14 yeah. nothing. when they were up 21-7, I was like, oh, it's two and a half now. It's fine. Okay. And then we got to halftime, and the Lions kicked the field goal to go up 17. And I go into uh, the BetMGM app, and I was like, oh, seven and a half. Yes, that is exactly – what I was, that is exactly the number that I wanted. And, uh, you know, what was interesting too, Ken, everybody's talking 
about Dan Campbell's aggressiveness and whether or not he should have kicked and whether or not he should have gone for it. I'm personally in the camp of, in those cases, being a little bit more conservative. And Kyle Shanahan gets knocked for that a bunch. But I thought his decision to kick that field goal with Moody, who had been shaky, by the way, to make it 24-10 was big because you get some points, you keep momentum, uh, you score, you put up some points on the board, and then you know you force the Lions to continue to score. Whereas if that was Dan Campbell on the other side and the Lions were down 17, like you know he's going for that. And if they don't get it, the game is essentially over. So I thought that was that was a good move by Shanahan to kick that field goal. Obviously, it worked out for him. And then, like you said, you know, Reynolds drops the passes, Jameer Gibbs fumbles, and then everything just completely flips on its head. Um, were you more impressed with Detroit in that game, especially in the first half? Or were you more surprised once again that San Francisco for the second straight week is fortunate that they won the game? Yeah, kind of kind of both and depends on like what part of the team, right? Uh, the Lions... Like, I mean, God, for the first 38 minutes or whatever it was, I mean, played just an awesome game. I mean, they were so good. Um, for the Niners, somebody I was kind of impressed with Detroit. How could you not have been, been impressed with Detroit? They, sure. had a, they almost were up three possessions late uh, on the road against the probably the second best team in the league this year uh, over the course of the regular season. Best team in the conference, for sure. And with the Niners, I and we'll do, we'll, I'll save a lot of this for when we do the Super Bowl. Uh, this defense is the most overrated thing I've ever seen in my entire life. They got a ton yeah. of players, and all the players are awesome. This is not insulting to the play. Please don't. Please, all these players would demolish me in five seconds. Please don't think I'm talking about you. Collectively, nope. Out. Not even close. Like, sorry. I just, I've seen, now I've seen it twice, and I just, and I kind of, I think I know what it is. And I just, uh, I yeah, I'm not a believer. And I was really skeptical of Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator before the year. And then over the course of the season, I was like, man, the numbers are still pretty good. Like maybe I mean, who am I too? Some dude in a basement. Like maybe I'm just wrong about like, you know, you go from Sala, who we might talk about at some point. I think he was the coordinator the first time these teams played in the Super Bowl, uh, trying to uh, game plan against Patrick Mahomes. From Sala to D'Amico Ryan's to anybody, like I'm gonna have to be insulting to Steve Wilkes, which just like that's a tough act to follow, man. You see what D'Amico Ryans is doing this year? I just, it's really tough. And the players are so good. I mean, they got all pros everywhere. They got a ton of talent. Man, in these two games, you're just like, what is going on with some of the, like, I just, they couldn't stop the Lions for a whole half. I mean, the Lions, and like the Lions are great, and Ben Johnson's going to get a job, and like he's he's good, and probably one of their like real keys to their success. I just, so that's the part of it where I was like, I'm really unimpressed. And then I like we'll also do this when we do the game. I like I love Purdy. I think he's awesome. I think he's really young. I think he does like, you know, make some mistakes sometimes. Like find quarterbacks that can do that at the end of two really high pressure playoff games in a row and like have to make the plays. And yeah, one of them bounced off a defender's helmet and Ayuk makes like the catch of the lifetime and fat a ladybug on the shoe or whatever it was. Just like I I'm kind of in on Purdy as like a thing. Like I, 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 I was actually pretty impressed. I, I'm impressed when you can suck for a lot of the game and still figure it out. Lamar Jackson sucked for a lot of the game. He didn't figure it out like Brock Purdy did. 
there's one zero. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of impressed that way too. We can do a bunch of other stuff. I have something on the analytics stuff that I think is interesting too. But yeah, just to answer your question, like the Niners are really, a, they're an interesting team going into this game because they're such a mixed bag where it's like they've played a bad game twice. Is that is that what they are? Or like, yeah. is it just they, they played an F game twice and their A game is going to just blow everybody out of the water. And like, is that, are they sitting on that right now? Like, is that possible with better health and time off? We, obviously we don't know the answer. We'll wrap up our thoughts on championship Sunday and the Ravens chiefs and Niners lions. And then we will get to our super bowl preview of Kansas city and San Francisco here on you better. You bet presented by BetMGM. MGM.